The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. We started a new series in the month of February, right? Last week was what? February. Last week Sunday was February 1st, right? Oh, January 31st. So this is the first Sunday in the month of February. Pardon me, I sometimes lose track of that. So we're going to be looking at the new series, all right? The minister that is going to be sharing with you in second service, the person has the part they are taking. But today, I want to talk to you about the necessary spiritual habits for a supernatural, for a supernatural life. Nature, necessary spiritual habits for a supernatural life. One thing I found is that many actually like looking for complicated instructions. Whereas, the instructions for growth and development are not complicated. They are not complicated. They are not complicated. They are simple. You know, I remember, I think I shared a video with you guys in the group, where I um, were talking about a, a reporter, a coach, or a journalist, who wanted to observe uh, Kobe Bryant's stream. Kobe Bryant would wake up as early. He told him, you know, join him in the gym at around 4 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning. Okay. And he said he was thinking, I'm going to try and get to this place before Kobe Bryant. And he gets there and Kobe Bryant was already in the gym. And he watched Kobe Bryant prepare and train and all for hours. And what was he practicing? Basics. Your spiritual stamina and what you are able to handle in the kingdom of God is actually dependent on the habits you develop when nobody is looking at you. When nobody is looking at you. When no one is looking at you. Jesus said, all right, the one who goes into the secret, he goes into his what? Into his what? Into his inner room, all right, to pray. I will reward that person openly. So what is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, that there is an open reward for secret consecration. So that means what you do when nobody is watching you will be rewarded where many will watch you. Are you following what I'm saying? All right? You'll be rewarded when, you know, many folks do not understand that. They don't understand that many times the reward, all right, for praying, all right, in your Personal place of prayer, your personal place of devotion is usually all right in the public space in signs and wonders and miracles. But you see, if there is no personal place of consecration, there's no personal, you don't have spiritual disciplines that you have, you're going to find out that you cannot be properly used by God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So spiritual disciplines, let's first of all look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27. Paul here is talking about how that he must bring his body under. Are we there? First Corinthians 9.27, everybody turn in there. So you see, spiritual growth and development, being increased in capacity and usefulness in the kingdom of God, is a function of what you do in response to what God has done. Look at, it says, but I keep under my body. I keep under my body. So he says, I am the one that keep it under and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. What does that tell us? That tells us that your body many times would not want to what? Agree. So keeping by the rules. Keeping to spiritual discipline. So he says, I keep under my body. I have a responsibility to bring my body under the subjection of the will of God. I have a responsibility to bring my body under the subjection of the spirit, you know, the spirit of God. I have a responsibility. So he says, I bring my body, bring, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, where I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. The word castaway there is adokimos. Adokimos means to be disqualified. Praise God. Praise God. So what are those spiritual disciplines? We are called as ministers. Every single believer is called to be a minister. 
Paul to be a minister. Turn to Ephesians chapter number 4 quickly. And let us look at from verse um, 7 into 11. We're called to be ministers. And because we're called to be ministers, agents of the kingdom, when we enter into that activity of ministry, we are going to collide with contrary forces. We are going to collide with contrary personalities. We will collide. Praise the Lord. And if you collide with contrary forces and contrary personalities, and the power of God is not manifest in your body, the power of God is not manifest in your life, there's going to be a problem. There's going to be a problem. Whenever I hear people say things like, the devil does not have power anymore. The devil is powerless. How many of you have people say stuff like that? Well, if the devil is powerless, why do we cast him out? To cast someone out is to use force to remove. It's like an eviction. Do you understand? The word cast out is the Greek word ekbalo. Ekbalo means to forcefully remove, to evict someone. Don't evict someone who is powerless. You need to understand the difference between authority and what? And what? Talk to me. You need to understand the difference between authority and what? Power. I'll touch on that a bit. But first, look at Ephesians 4, 7. For unto every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. All right, verse 8. Everybody read one, two, go. It says, Uh huh. He led what? Captivity, what? Captive. And gave gifts unto what? Okay, gave gifts unto men. Actually, the, the gifts he gives are men. All right, that, that's the gifts. So when he says gave gifts unto men, so the men he's referring to is talking about the church. All right, then the gifts he's talking about that he gave to men. You see it now. It says, now that he ascended, and uh, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? Verse 10, everybody read, it says, he that descended is the same also the what? That ascended up far above what? All heavens, that he might fill what? All things. Now, 11. Pay attention. He now says, remember he says, he gave gifts unto men. Now, let us look at the gifts he gave to those men. He now said, and he gave some what? Apostles. So, the gifts he gave to men is what? Number one, apostles. Number two, prophets. And, and some evangelists, and some what? Pastors and what? Teachers. So the gifts are these guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that means God has given ministry gifts to churches. Ministering gifts to believers. And the purpose of the giving of the ministry gifts is as follows. It says in verse 12, it says, For the what? Perfecting of what? The saints. That word perfecting is the Greek katatismos. And what katatismos means is to furnish. Furnish. Equip. Equip. So everyone born again has not yet been equipped with what the ministry gives has been graced by God to equip that saint with. Definitely, the equipment is not the Holy Ghost. You are born with the Holy Ghost. Definitely, the give equipment is not power. You have the power because you have the Holy Ghost. All right? The equipment is a knowledge and a training. Knowledge of what you've received and a training in the same. For it says, for the perfecting of the saints. What is he perfecting them for? Look at it. Next one. For the what? No. What are you reading? Read it again. For the what? Perfecting of the saints. For the what? For the what? Amen. For the what? Work of the ministry. The word work there is hegon. You know, sometimes I know these Greek words by heart and I don't need to check. Praise God. I've read it studied so much. I just know it. So the word there is hegon and hegon means labor. Labor of the ministry. One of my daughters from America. She is a seller in America now, um, um, international ministry. She said, Pastor, do I have a ministry gift? Or am I a ministry gift? Am I called to a ministry gift? I said, darling, you're a saint. You are called to do the work of the ministry. You see, when I tell people, I say things like, oh, you'll be very, very, God is calling you into the ministry. Many people think I'm talking about the ministry gift. I'm talking about the what? Work! Of the ministry. Tell that I'm called. Lord, I'm called. 
to the work of the ministry. So it's called work of the ministry, labor of the ministry. Labor of the ministry. So if we are called to the work of the ministry, we must be trained for that work. What the ministry gives do is to train you for the work. Remember what we were taught last week, second service, where it says that the church is not only a school, it is a what? It is a barrack. Hallelujah. The barrack. School is for students, the barrack is for soldiers. You are both. Praise the Lord. You are both. Training for ministry. So that means, glory to God. I said glory to God. Training for ministry. So for example, as a believer, you come to church, you need to learn how do you handle the devil? Come across someone who is possessed with How do you handle that? There's a training necessary. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You go out on evangelism or you're ministering to folks or you have friends and you notice that they have negative familiar patterns in their life. Negative. How do you handle it? You can't handle it without knowledge and you cannot handle it without what? Training. Glory to God. Are you paying attention? You can't handle it without knowledge and you can't handle it without what? Training. That's why I'm talking about spiritual disciplines. I'm talking about those spiritual disciplines. You can't handle it without knowledge and you can't handle it without training. You have received all spiritual blessings in Christ, but you need to be trained in how to walk in it. Glory to God. That training. So you now find that when you are trained, you have precision. You have accuracy. Hallelujah. How many of you know Bruce Lee? How many of you Bruce Lee? You remember Bruce Lee? That's the story of Bruce Lee always got me worried. And the reason why I always got me worried, like, how could a guy so, be so good in martial arts but die the way he died? I don't know where that one, that one, because I was like, you know, he just died like that. But Bruce Lee says something that I think that we can learn from. He said, I fear not the man that has 10,000 ways, that has 10,000 kicks. I don't fear the man that has 10,000 kicks. He said, I fear the man that knows how to Kick has one kick. Who has practiced one kick? Ten thousand words times. One kick ten thousand times. Precision. Because that guy will be when he wants to hit you, he will hit you. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? So think about it. When we're talking about training, for example, in training. Many of you know, you, you want to know how to explain different subjects all at the same time. So, for example, when you, when you come to church, like our church like this, and you know there's a lot of teaching and training, you, say, ah, you come and you learn something, ah, oh, there's so much to learn. You want to learn everything quickly. How many of you know you understand? You want to know every subject now. Amen. Calm down. Take one first. Subject of salvation. Learn it 10,000 times. Listen to a message thousands of times. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. For example, you take one manifestation of the spirit. For example, you just say, I want to ensure I master how to get people talking in tongues. You know, I don't know if you, you know that takes mastery. You know it takes mastery. So for example, one of the things I do is this from time to time. For example, Minister Ty or Pastor Ty, what I do is I train, I train, I train, I say, okay, cool. People are going, yeah, come and get them filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get her to do it again and again and again. Because it is in the repetition you will keep learning. You will find out that when you lay hands on these people like this, they don't receive. You understand? You find out when you don't lay hands. You know, you understand? For example, I found out that many a time when I'm praying for people to get filled with the Holy Ghost, you understand? If the, the prayer of God is not as strong, if I don't lay hands, they won't receive it. They'll just be there looking like that. Hallelujah. Then when I was growing up, learning how to get filled with the Holy Ghost, I found out that, all right, this is what I used to do. I would just say, uh, uh, I would lay hands on them and say, all right, the power of God is going to come around and you'll be able to, uh, you know, you have the ability to talk in tongues. And I would lay hands and begin to speak in tongues and I will close my eyes. I learned that sometimes, while I'm closing my eyes, that person is opening their eyes and watching me pray in tongues. So I've learned now to open my eyes from time to time. If the person has not caught it, I can stop again and open the scripture. Are you following what I'm saying? So it is learning. Repetition. 
Praise God. Amen? Amen. Now, I want to show you something. You know, I talked about training for ministry. Now, let's also now talk about devils. Because in ministry, you will come, look, whether you realize it or not, you are dealing with devils every day. Every day. Do, do you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Whether you realize it or not, every day. It's just that many of you think devils come with horns on their head. Every day you're dealing with devils. So you need to know how to handle this from knowledge and training. Look at St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, and verse 19. I want to just answer that instruction quickly where you talked about the devil is not powerless, the devil just doesn't have authority. Hallelujah. Jesus took his authority from him. And the power that devil and devil, the devil and his angels have, all right, is power that angels have. You understand? Because angels are beings of what? Power. They are beings of might. God created them like that. The difference is an angel's strength, all right. All right, the angel's strength is the voice of the word of God. Psalm 103, verse 20. Bless ye the Lord. Yeah, bless ye the Lord, these angels with excelling strength, hearkening toward the voice of his word. But now, what now happens is that with demons, demons actually draw their strength from the authority of fallen men. From the authority of what? Fallen men. Because every man on this earth, hallelujah, has rights on heart because he's a man. Remember Psalm 115, verse 16 says, All right, the heaven, the heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to the what? Children of men. So that means the earth, all right, is the domain of the natural man. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? That is why a witch can go and with words conjure a spirit and send that spirit on an errand. That spirit cannot go except a human being gives him that permission with words to go. So demons cannot function without human beings. Glory to God. Just as angels cannot function without the word of God. Hallelujah. In the mouth of human beings. So the activities of angels and the activities of demons is dependent on human beings. If you go and study the Bible in the Old Testament and the New, you will find out that an angel is never released without an activity of a man. Never. You will never see an angel released without a man's activity. Daniel prayed 21 days. The Bible says the moment Daniel opened his mouth to talk to God, an angel was released. So the release of an angel is in response to the activity of man. So also the activity of devils is in response to the activity of men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now look at Luke 10:19. It says, Behold, I give unto everybody want to go. It says what? Behold, I give unto you what? Everybody read though. Behold, I give unto you what? Power to tread on what? Serpents and scorpions. And over all the what? Power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means what? Hurt you. Now, when you... I've told you many times when you are studying your Bible, it is always good for you to actually dig deeper. Because the Bible was not written in English. It was written in... Old Testament was written in what? Hebrew. New Testament written in what? Greek. Now, you have the word power appearing two times in St. Luke's Gospel 1019. Correct? Correct? Now... The power, the first power there is the word exousia. It actually will be better translated as authority. So when Jesus says, Behold, I give unto you power, he's saying, Behold, I give unto you what? Authority to tread on what? Serpents and what? Scorpions. Authority. What is authority? Authority is the right to exercise dominion. It's the right that is given to you via um, a position or an office you occupy. So, the inspector general of police, for example, has authority. How many of you know that? How many of you know that? He has authority. His body is not made up of guns. He has authority by virtue of his office to commandeer the police force. Am I correct? Am I correct? Now talk to me. Am I correct? Good. So, he has the authority by virtue of his office to commandeer the police force. That's authority. But when do we talk about power? Power is now the guns that those police guys have the bombs and all of the equipment so when the when the investigator says go and they go and they shoot and all of that that is power but you know that shooting is not permitted until authority has been what exercised are you seeing that so authority gives direction to what power power has to submit to authority i don't know did you get what i just explained 
Did you get what I just explained? Power has to submit to what? Authority. So no matter how powerful the, a soldier is, no matter how powerful a policeman is, he will respond to what? The instructions of an authority figure because he is under that authority. Oh, hallelujah. I, I pray you, I, I hope you got what I just explained to you. So the guy with the authority is the one power we submit to. Amen. Ah, so it says, Behold, I give unto you power, authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the what? Power of the enemy. Now, the word power here, the second word power, is dunamis. It's same with dunamis in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive what? Dunamis, power. After that, the Holy Ghost is what? Come upon you. It is an inherent ability. So when he says, over all the power of the enemy, he's telling you that the enemy, that's devils have an inherent ability in them are you seeing that but he says i have given you authority over that ability which means because of authority those devils with their power have to submit to you are you following why because your office in your office you are over them and they have to submit to what you say Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. They have to submit to what you say because of authority. The authority you have is what? Is higher than theirs. So if you stand here and the devil is manifesting and manifesting and manifesting and he's suing you, I will kill you. Calm down. You have authority. And you have authority that devil does not have. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? So, for example, if you stand before, you see, that is why I'm talking about training. Amen. I'm talking about what? Training. You see, for example, I remember there was a story a man of God told. He said some of his guys wanted to cast out the devil. And they formed a circle around the devil, um, the person who was possessed. And they now began to, come out in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name of Jesus. Then that devil now began to laugh. Then began to, what do you call it now? Began to... Um, reveal the sins of each and every one of the people that were on the circle. Then all of them were now shaking and shaking and shaking. And one said, Ah, let's go and call Baba. So the prophet came, cast the devil out and the devil. Then I was listening to Jerry Aze, Pastor Jerry Aze, talking about when he was a younger Christian. Now, when he was a younger Christian, all right, his a pastor's wife asked him to go and cast out the devil. And he went, he wanted to go and cast the devil out, all right. And when he got there, um, the person that was possessed was laughing and said, if you come here, I will eat you for lunch. And you know, in that voice, some of you have seen full demon possession before, and that voice, like the sound of many waters. So he said, and when she threatened him, she now began to run towards him. He said that him, that was the minister, opened the door and ran away. <laughs> Why is that? Why does that happen? Lack of what? Training. Hmm? Lack of what? Training. Because if you are trained in knowledge and training practice, you will understand that there is nothing that devil can do to you because you have authority over the devil. It's spiritual, spiritual, structure and principle. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So never ever feel afraid of casting a devil. Amen. I said, Amen. So when the devil is manifesting, stand your ground. Why? You have what? Talk to me. You have what? Louder. You have what? That's not loud enough. I said, you have what? Authority. You have it. You have it. I get out and shut up. So that means in my meeting, I don't give you permission to talk. So I determine the degree of your manifestation in the meeting. Because I have what? Authority. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Say that I have authority. Now, what are the spiritual disciplines you must imbibe? I'm going to start with number one. Number one, attending your training meetings, which is the local church services. 
Many of you do not understand the purpose of the church, the local church meetings. When you see church as a religious, you know, gathering, where we just gather to mark attendance and wear fine clothes, then take pictures afterwards, what you do is you miss out on the gems in the local church assembly. The local church assembly is not just a family and a place for us to meet each other and know each other. The local church primarily is a training center where we train people for the work of ministry. Hebrews 10.25 says, all right, neglect not the assembly, forsake not the assembly of each other as the manner of some is. Because the more you attend, all right, it says not, not forsaking the assembly ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but it says, but what? Exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the approaching. So that means what the gathering of the saints in the local church does is that we make each other better. We become more precise and accurate as we are continually what? Trained. As we are trained. The local church is not for us to take your money. You know that we don't, we are not, by the grace of God, me, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Glory to God. I'm blessed. When I think of my, my financial prosperity and increase, and I'm not thinking of you. It's where I think. God can use somebody to bless me, but my mind is not on that person to bless me. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Almighty God forbid. I should be thinking that, God forbid. When I hear people talking about people are doing ministries, talking about planting a church in Lekki, and somebody came and said, Oh, why are all the churches going to Lekki and stuff? They are looking for money. Me, go and plant a church somewhere because of money. Me, me, money. I can money I'm making. God forbid. Money. Money. At the grace of God, I work in a bank. I see how money is made. You understand? We want money. Then I will not be telling people, yeah, bring your money. Me. That's why we are doing church. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Hallelujah. It's a training center. So that's why the church you go matters. Because you see, the knowledge bank in that church will determine your operating system, how you think and how you reason. Are you following what I'm saying? So do not, you don't attend church carelessly. Amen. One of my sons came from Abuja one time. He attended church and he said, Pastor, we need Oike and Abuja. I said, why? He said, this is the first time in 18 months that I've attended church and I've taken notes that are this much. He said, most time when I go to churches there, I don't know. There's nothing to write. He's always, God is something in the name. But you know this call and answer prayer. That's all. There's never teaching that you know explains scripture. But no, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. There are great Bible teaching churches over around, but we need more. Hallelujah. That's why there's a request prayer about going around like that. We need more. So you must not joke with attendance in church because that's your school. How many of you here became doctors and you didn't go to school? How many of you? How many of you didn't attend one day of class in medical school or pharmacy or accounting or business or something like that and they kept promoting you? Amen. Isn't there a score for attendance? Do you know why there's a score for attendance? Because attending the classes shows your level of what? Commitment and what? Discipline. So even if you understand all the questions and you can score 100 over 100, no wise proprietor and no wise trainer will give you a certificate if you don't attend. Because attendance is part of the training. Are you following? Exactly. Part of the training. You go to school 8 to 4, or you went to school 8 to 4 every day, okay, of, of your life for 20-something years. To be an engineer, to be a doctor, to be whatever accountant, to be a business manager, but whatever it is, you went that long, eight to four every single time, to be trained in the profession. And you think the spiritual life you've received did not require you to be trained? If 
you were trained to be a doctor, you need to be a trained what you need to be trained to be a ward man. You need to be trained to be a what a miracle worker. That's a training, a training of the spirit. Go and check all the great men of God you have heard of. Is it Apostle or Papa? They will first tell you more about his prayer life than they will tell you about the miracles. You will hear our apostle they pray. It's a training. When you go Pastor Chris or Yakiloman, what the first ah, Pastor Chris prays. I remember one time one of the CEC members were giving a testimony and said, Ah, there was a day they went to go and meet Pastor. And said it's very regular. They just went to go and greet him and stuff like that. And they prayed for three days. Three days, oh, not planned. They didn't put poster. We are praying for three days. It was let us go and say hello. And from hello and then let us pray. And three days they were there. Some of them were going home to have their bath and come back. There's a training of the spirit. You will not, you cannot advance in the things of the spirit without giving attention to it. It is what you give attention to that you will grow in. What you give attention to is what you grow in. What you pay attention to is what you grow in. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake. Make no mistake about it. Sunday, Sunday, 45 minutes service will not make you a spiritual giant. Attending church once in a month, then going from church A to church B, always gallivanting, it will not make you cannot be a spiritual. You will remain a neophyte. Listening to a message in the service alone without listening to it again and again and again cannot make you a giant. When you were a baby, they fed you milk without missing it every day. Is that correct? When you were born, you drank breast milk for six months and you drank breast milk with other for, for up to a year. The key was in repetition. What you ate repeatedly is what caused you grow, to grow. Amen. What you ate in small quantities and not consistently is what leads to kwashoko. Is that not correct? Many of you have spiritual kwashoko. So that is why you don't have strength and stamina to do the work of ministry. What you pay attention to is what causes you to grow. What grows on you. Hallelujah. Such attendance. As simple as it is. As basic as it is, it is one of the keys to supernatural growth as a minister. Attendance. Hallelujah. As your pastor, there are meetings I must attend every year. They know me that they don't need to follow up. I will be there. <laughs> are you following? I will be there. My pastor has a meeting he does every January. They don't need to follow up. I will be there. I will be there. I've packed my seed. I've gone to give them and ask my pastor to prepare. Every year I must be there. Why? Because I know men, spiritual men, are made in spiritual meetings. Spiritual men are made in spiritual meetings. Spiritual meetings. The man of the world will go to a shrine to contact demonical powers. Church is our own shrine. Hallelujah. It's our own shrine. Then again, in a local church, take advantage of the ministry of your pastor. So which means I'm going to move to the second spiritual habit you should develop. The ability to listen and take notes well. The ability to listen and take notes well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, all right, take heed how you hear. Amen? Take heed how you what? Hear. Because he says the measure of thoughts and attention you give to what you hear will determine the degree of virtue that will be given to you. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Listen to me. How many of you, when you have an exam, glory to God, amen. Listen, look at what it says in Mark 4, 24. 
or Mark 4, 22, it says, For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear, 24. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be what? Given. So that means the man who hears well, more will be given to him. Do we have the Amplified on this? We don't have the Amplified. I don't know if, someone, if you have the Amplified. I would like to read this in the Amplified. All right? Because it says the measure of thought and attention you give to what you hear will determine the virtue. So you could come to church and services, a service is going on and words of life are being, you know, words of life is emitted. The teaching is going on. Okay, let me show you. Thank you. Look what he says. He said, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thoughts and study you give to the truth you hear. Notice, the measure of thoughts and what? Study. So it's not just about hearing, but the measure of thoughts and study. Attention. Analysis, introspection, meditation. You give to what you hear. Amen. All right, he says, all right, the measure of thought and what you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. For to him who has will more be given. And from whom him who has nothing, even that he has will be what? Taken away by force. So you come to service? We have taught the word. You never go back to listen to the message again. And you say the word is not working. How will it work? You never go back to meditate. You never go back to think and pray over what you heard. You don't take notes in, the, in church. How, how is this going to work? How is there going to be a change in your life? Because the attention you give to the word, thought, is the attention that, you know, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's directly related to what? The results and the change in your life. Are you following what I'm saying here? Come on, are you following what I'm saying here? So, the second thing is what? Pay attention to the teaching. Glory to God. And listen to it. So, it's about listening and taking notes. A serious Bible student does not appear in church without a pen and a, and a book. Because the guy who's taking notes is saying, I am paying attention to what is being said. So because he's paying attention to what is being said, he's taking notes. And when he takes attention to what is being said, and the measure of thought and study he gives to what he hears, that is, in writing it and thinking through it and meditating on it, you will now find out that the virtue from what he has been hearing will begin to manifest in his life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you take the notes. When you finish the service, go home. Take like 15, 30 minutes, look at your notes. Someone should be able to look at the notes you take in church and understand what you learned in church. That's how to take good notes. Hallelujah. You know my books, um, Seven, The Journey of Perfection and all. They are my notes, my summer notes. I just compiled them, gave it to the editor, the editor, it was my summer notes. Take good notes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spiritual disciplines. Look at him and say spiritual disciplines. The third one I want to talk to you about is what? Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Apostle Aroma Asai was saying in one of the ministers' meetings I attended this year, he said in your church, is not in church, their ministry, Remnant Christian Network, what they do, you know we do that here too, he said, they, they normally used to organize, um, I think, 10-hour prayer meetings. He said, because they discovered that their the spiritual vents open up after praying in tongues for 10 hours. I mean, if you have noticed that stuff, that when you pray in tongues for a long period of time, you are, more, you are so spiritually alert. You are conscious of the spiritual realm. Yes. Pray in the spirit regularly. Amen. Pray in the spirit what? There are dimensions you will never walk in until you are a spiritually 
vibe, you have a spiritually vibrant prayer life. I'm not talking of occasional and ceremonial uh, praying where you don't pray for seven days, then on, on the sat on one Saturday you pray 30 hours. No, I'm talking about a consistent prayer life. Amen. A consistent what? Prayer life in the things of the spirit. Consistency is more important than intensity in the things of the spirit. Consistency. So when I mean by consistency is more important than intensity, it means it is more powerful and important to pray two hours every day in tongues than not to pray at all every day than to pray 24 hours once a month. Now, if someone didn't really pray all the month, then comes and tells you, I pray 24 hours, which one looks impressive? It looks, the, the, the impressive thing sounds the 24 hours. Wow, he prayed 24 hours. But you see, what normally ha happens, you see, and it, it's something, it's a pitfall ministers of the gospel fall into. Are you listening to me? It's a pitfall ministers of the gospel fall into. Because many times, as a minister, there is that tendency, you fall into that trap where you only pray when you want to go and preach. You understand? It's a pitfall. So you now find that the guy's prayer life is not a function of habitual discipline it is a function of his itinerary when he has to preach so you now find that many of the ministers that actually are falling into that trap they will be beautiful on stage you will love their preaching we love the miracles and signs and wonders but off stage they will have all manner of vices all manner of vices why because the grace to live the christian life it's not being made available by them. What they are enjoying is the grace to stand in the office they've been called into. Because that is the only aspect of what God has given them they are exploring. Are you following what I'm saying? So that is why there needs to be a consistent lifestyle. So whether you feel like it or you don't feel like it, you should what? Pray! 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says what? Pray without what? Season. That is consistency. You need to develop consistency in your prayer life. For consistency is more powerful than intensity. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Consistency is more powerful than intensity. The next habit, you I don't want to do a of time. We must want that prayer life. And we've done and designed a system in church where no matter what, if you follow the prayer times, you will pray two hours every day. We put the first prayer time at 6 a.m. so that you will wake up to pray. Hallelujah. Because prayer, all right, there is prayer that you have woken up and you are praying. Then there is waking up to pray prayer. When you wake up to pray, you are following the footsteps of Jesus. Bible says he woke up long time before day to pray. Why? It is discipline. It is part of mastering your body because your body does not want to wake up to pray. But when you drag your body to wake up to pray, that is mastery. That is part of the training. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying here? It's part of the training. Wake up to pray. Wake up to pray. Hallelujah. You stop things to pray. It's my prayer time. You go and pray. Hallelujah. Consistency is more powerful than intensity. Then the last, the, the, the last uh, uh, spiritual discipline I want to talk to you about now is uh, Bible study. Studying the word. Studying the word. Amen. Studying the word. I'm going to divide studying the word, all right, or itemize it into three activities. Studying the word. Number one, reading the word. Reading the word. Practice just reading the word. Just read it. Amen? You just read it. Just say, okay, I want to just read the book of John. In the book of John, you can finish it in one hour or two. Just read it. There is a ministry of the Spirit 
that happens when you are reading scripture. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, you could have lived a terrible, watch all kind of nonsense and heard all sort of stuff. But by the time you go in front of that book, because the Bible is not just any other book, when you go in front of it, you start reading, you will find that there's a cleansing action going on. A cleansing action, a purifying action. The word of God will begin to purify your mind. You will just find yourself feeling cleaner. I don't know, I don't even know what I'm talking about. He removes the cobwebs in your brain. <laughs> First thing, read it. It's not every time you take the Bible and you say you want to do in-depth study. I want to check the Greek word. Sometimes, just read it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the first thing is, uh, read the word. Number two, listen to sermons that explain the word. Listen. Listen. Invest your time in listening. Invest your time in listening. Saturate your hair gates with the word. Saturate your mind with the word. Ensure that the predominant voice in your mind is the voice of the word. There are many voices in this world. There are many voices going around. Ensure you intentionally saturate and increase the volume of the word in your mind. That happens by listening. Have a mandate. I'm going to listen to a message a day. Hallelujah. Then again, you can say, I'm going to listen to this one message all through this week. How many of you have done that? You take a message and listen to it again and again until the message enters into your spirit. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. Brainwash yourself with the word. There is nothing wrong with brainwash. So far, you are using the right thing to wash it. Everyone needs their brainwashed with the word. Hallelujah. Listen to you. You have a good stereo system in your house. Plug it and let the thing be playing the word. And just lie down there and be listening. Just lie down there and be listening. Lie down there and be listening. Just be listening. Just be listening. Let the thing enter. Amen. It enter. You will find out that you will just be knowing some things unconsciously. Somebody asks a question. All of a sudden, you will just be able to answer it. Why? The, you know, all of that thing has entered into your spirit. So say, how do you know? How do you, how appear? I say, ah, it's 20 years of listening. 20 years of listening. 20 years of listening. There are messages I've listened to, like, I'm not exaggerating, close to 1,000 times. Just listening, just listening, just listening, just listening. I listen. You must be a good listener to be a good teacher. The man that teaches in details listens in details. The man that teaches in details, listens in details. The man that teaches in details, paying attention, pays attention also. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Listen. Pay attention. Listen. Have a design to listen to the word. Hallelujah. You cannot grow in the things of the spirit without training. And you cannot grow in the things of the spirit without intention. You must be intentional. Nothing grows by accident. Hallelujah. Nothing, no matter what, even if God has called you to do a thing or do a work, without training, you will not succeed. Praise the Lord. Without training, you will not succeed. There is a call to the kingly office. Then there is a training to be king. Amen. The training to be king. You need the training. And the local church is here to give that to you. So when we call for meetings, Bible study, soteriology, be there. Be there. It's a Sunday service. Be there. When I was growing up as a Christian, I, then I used to be a member of Christ in Mercy. I used to go, I, I would resume at the Ikeja Oregon branch at 6.30 a.m. I attended all the services. That's what I used to do. Then what I used to do, I would sit at 6.30 a.m. and I'll be there till the, the third service. 
Then there was a time Pastor Chris goes, ah, I was Pastor Chris. I considered it an honor to sit down behind the man. Face to face. There's an opportunity to hear him face. I went there, I sat down there. 6.30 to 1 p.m. I was there. Listening, listening, listening. Watching how he bent like this. Watching how he did like this. The, I, I watched the intermission, the pause. Yes, sir. I took everything in. When he went to minister, when he was minister, I go and watch. I watch how he laid hands. I saw it face to face. Paid attention. When they called for prayer meeting, I was there. When they called for contact 10 in the fellowship, I was there. I was there. Contact 10, we prayed from 6, from, uh, yeah, 6. And we prayed till the next morning, 4, 4 a.m. What we did. And we did it every day for one week. Every day, one week. Hallelujah. Training, there's a training. Give yourself to training. Amen. The church is a school and a what? Say it again. The church, louder. The church is a school and a what? And a what? Whenever you find a church that is set up to please your flesh, run. Find a church. It's set up to please your friends. Flesh. It's set up to make you feel like a celebrity. What should you do? Run. Because anything that pleases your flesh does not please your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you know one thing, and I'll round up with this. The Lagos Christian community, we've spent a lot of money in entertaining goods. Have I told you that, right? Goods. We design churches. Our church based strategy is to swell in number of goods that are in the church. So what now has happened because we brought all the comedians in, we now have minister of comedy, and we have all of these funny things going on in church on Sunday morning that is already too short. What has happened? The fire has disappeared in most churches. So do you know what they are doing? They now have to import fire. They now have to go and be bringing Apostle Joshua Selman where they don't do comedy in their meetings. And they are serious people that are praying 12 hours a day. You understand what I'm talking about? You now have to bring him. You have to bring Apostle Arome. You have to bring Oropo. Why? Because the truth is this. If you see someone that has fire, you will want it close to you. Amen? That's the truth. It is when fire is absent, you need strange... Rise up on your feet. Pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Just pray in tongues. After you have heard the message like that, that's how you speak in tongues. Speaking I give myself to training. I give myself to training. Oh! May you love to be trained. May you be hungry to be trained. May you surrender for training so God can use you as He should. Rata kando lo brodo kumbra anda kadita lo sondro yese. Omba le keso prodono nondo lo kristuri yese. Raga da gada gaso krodiskra ash diligende li mondro dia. Pala kotalamandu kapala gato saiha. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Alright, take your notepads. Listen, Anna, I want you to write. All right. Your action points for the week. With respect to what we've talked about. It could be I would join the prayers every morning. 
and every night this week i will join hallelujah i will join that means i'm going to pray at least three hours this week which means i will do one hour with church i will do two hours with the, the body and i will do one hour by myself three hours this week praise god it could be another thing is i'm going to listen to a message okay like okay we just did doctrine of tongues i will listen to seven days of glory messages this week if anything that is not intentional never gets done anything that is not planned hallelujah becomes mediocrity you plan it you inter- i will do this amen i said amen so i'm going to listen to this message messages this week hallelujah all right i'm going to preach the gospel to this person or these persons or this number of people this week plan it so if you are not writing anything is it that you didn't come writing material or you have it in your mind it's in your brain all right write it write it write it write it where you can see this is my i'm going to do this week hallelujah i will do this this week amen amen praise the lord praise the lord remember church is a school and it's a barrack it's a place where we prepare men and women for the work of ministry it's not a place for mediocre commitment it's a place for discipline a training hallelujah amen have you been blessed I said, have you been blessed? Yes, have you been blessed? Yes, All right, let's package our offering real quickly. Palano Sampakata Pashita Lake Suta Haya. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. This life that I have is the life of God in me. This life that I have is the life of God. We sing Zoe, 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 that I have is the life of God in me. Oh, this life that I have is the life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to give. Let's give quickly. Those of you who are giving this service. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's honor the Lord. And if we have done that, let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. We bless your holy, holy name. Legondra Astra Akalokronina Shusretia Puntatsundestahaya. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that um, they are perfected even more and more in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And I declare your grace is super abundant in their lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. They walk in the glory. They walk in the power. They walk in authority. In the name of Jesus. Increase knowledge and they receive even the ministry that's been given to them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for them that their hearts will be opened unto the training available in this ministry in the name of the Lord Jesus and that they will take advantage of it and it will be showing in their life. It will be evident in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for them that they will not fail you and their eyes will be opened, their ears wide open to your heart, to your heart, to your heart. Not just seeking your hands, but seeking your heart. Getting to know what you want and aligning with it. I pray, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that they will come to know you truly, 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 in the name of Jesus, truly beyond the surface, beyond the surface, beyond religion, into a living, vital relationship. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, praise the Lord. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. 
for other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.